brother. Well, good morning or good evening. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm never going to get that right. I just, I never will get that right. But good evening, everybody. Welcome to Evansville Baptist Church. Good to have you with us here on our Wednesday, uh, Wednesday evening Bible study. Good to have Brother Ray and Miss Edie with us tonight. And uh, we've been praying for you guys a lot. We've really, uh, and Miss Paula, of course. We're so glad that all of you are here uh, this evening. Uh, we've been praying for all of you, and uh, we're grateful to, uh, of course, have uh, Brother William and his wife back this evening. Good to have you guys again, and uh, thanks for coming on out, and uh, hopefully we all get a blessing from the, uh, from the service this evening. Let's get our hymn books out. We'll start in hymn number 203. Let's stand together as we sing hymn number 203, and can it be we'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 203, and can it be... Hymn number 203. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last this evening. And can it be on the first? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Cause tis pain for me. 
that second verse. He left his father's throne above, so free, so this evening. No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head, and clothed in Righteousness divine, bold I approach the eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Amazing love, how can it be that amazing love our Savior had for us. You can all be seated. I'm going to ask Brother Ray if you'd please open our service in a word of prayer this evening. Amen. At this time, I do have a few announcements, but before that, I'd like to remind everybody about our missionaries. We do have a missionary uh, letter this evening that I'll read for you, some correspondence with one of our missionaries. I did get a letter, or Miss Marge actually did some work and uh, a little bit of emailing back and forth, but she finally got a hold of the Prater family. They are, they are our missionaries to the Dominican Republic. Um, so we have an update letter from them, and I will read that for you now and give you somewhat of an update. I was actually just reading this. And realizing, uh, as I read the address of the Sending Church, I realized I'd been to that church before. I was reading it. It's Emanuel Baptist Church in Abingdon, Virginia. You remember that was where your brother and sister got, sister-in-law got married. So I've been to that church, and I've met the pastor of that Sending family. I had no idea. And I was reading that, and I was like, Abingdon, Virginia, I know. Pastor Kevin Rogers, I know who that is. And uh, I was there uh, right at just the week after you guys voted me in here, remember I left to go to my brother, uh, my brother-in-law's wedding, and uh, it was right there in Abingdon. So the sending church of this family 
that those paths are uh, connecting again. But anyhow, let me read this. Uh, the Prater family, missionaries to the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Dear friends, or dear praying friends and faithful supporters, he gives us a Bible verse here, and let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house unto carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. That's 2 Kings 22, 5 through 6. June 16th was the last day of exams here for the Christian school at New Life Christian Academy. Since that time, our summer schedule has been filled with repair work on the church property. With the school kids on vacation, we have been able to put fresh coats of paint on the walls, retile the entranceway of the church, place rock wall siding along the entrance to the church, fix plumbing issues, repair school doorways, mend and repaint the school children's desks, and replace the flooring for the pulpit amongst other projects or repairs. We are continuing on with the reparations, reparations with the majority of it already behind us. We do ask for your prayers that we can finish the tasks left to be completed before the upcoming school year. At the same time, we are in the middle of teacher orientation in preparing them for the ministry or outreach we have through the Christian Academy. The month of August is going to be a month of prayer for New Life Baptist Church as we prepare for revival meetings towards the end of the month. We ask for your prayers in that the Lord's will will be done in all of these things. The Germano family returned last week from their furlough trip to the U.S. It was a blessing to minister at their church in Barahona while they were away to have, and to have some fruit among them. We are step-by-step step preparing for our furlough trip to the U.S. Our plans to arrive at the end of September. The Lord has answered several major prayers for us, including providing us a place to stay close to our home church and family while on furlough. We are in the process of finalizing on a vehicle for furlough. Our plans are to sell the current vehicle we own here in the Dominican Republic and repurchase a vehicle which can carry more passengers on our return. We ask for your prayers that all these transactions go smoothly and that the Lord blesses the transportation vehicles he provides to bring many souls to Christ. We are planning on taking one more trip to Puerto Plata before we fly out on furlough. Our goals for this next trip will be to take some more time to look over the area and praying and preparing for the move we are going to make after returning from furlough. Please pray along with us as we seek the, as we seek the Lord's will for our family in Porta Plata. As a reminder, we would like for any of our supporting churches to reach out to us if you are interested in coming by to give updates and visions of the work uh, that God has called us to do here in the Dominican Republic while on furlough. You are continually in our prayers. We love you and praise God for you all. In Jesus' name, Ethany and Brittany Prater. And they list, they list all their kids here. They've got Enoch, Silas, Jude, John, Ezra, and Azariah. That's a lot of kids. That's a big family. Uh, actually, that's kind of interesting that they're going to be back here in September. I'm going to have to get in contact with them, see if they might have a, uh, have a free Sunday. They could come and give us an update because I don't think I've heard, I, I mean, I don't know uh, if we haven't heard anything since Christmas. I don't know if we've heard much about this whole Porta Plata deal. Uh, maybe they're going and starting a new church over there, and what a wonderful thing would that be. I love to hear about missionaries doing that, where they go start a church, and they get a native pastor to come and preach and be the pastor there, and then they go somewhere else. That's how, uh, isn't that how the Apostle Paul did it in his missionary journeys? He'd start a church, and he'd go on to the next place and start a church, and then go on to the next place, and that's how uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that they're doing that, and uh, uh, I'm going to have to get in contact with them. I've got his phone number and his email right here. I'll get in contact with them, see if maybe uh, he can come by in the next or whenever he does uh, come into the area. And uh, we'll see if he can come by and, and give us a presentation of how the ministry is going. So remember to be praying for our missionaries. And I'm so glad that we're getting some correspondence with them now and we can uh, kind of get an update on them. That's kind of a, a we're kind of coming in uh halfway through a whole ordeal here, I'm guessing, so uh, it'll be good to start getting regular correspondence from our missionaries. Amen. So at this time, I do have a few announcements. I'm going to end up forgetting the announcements here. So uh, tonight, remember trustees, immediately following the service, we will have our trustee meeting, uh, and that's just going to be right over here. Uh, we'll move just right over here, and we'll have our meeting over here. Uh, I know Brother Jim is on his way, uh, but I think he was driving all the way from probably, I don't know, 
middle something. I don't know what it's called. It's one of those places that Brother Jim always drives to that's all the way out in Timbuktu somewhere. So uh, he's on his way. He said he'd be here in a little bit, but uh, uh, pray for him, of course, as he's driving. But uh, we do have that meeting tonight. And then, of course, next Wednesday, it'll be more of an abbreviated service because we have our monthly business meeting. Uh, so that's something where we'll get together and we have a few things. We'll, trustees will talk about it tonight. We're going to bring a few things to the church to vote on. And um, we'll uh, have that this coming, uh, not this, not of course today, but next week, one week from today uh, will be that. Uh, and then I'd like to remind all the ladies about tomorrow at noon, uh, we will have a ladies meeting. And that's going to be a wonderful time. I think uh, continuing through the study on, on in Psalms and a wonderful study there. So tomorrow at noon, ladies, I want to remind you of that. I'd highly encourage all of you ladies to be there for that. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and then men, remember, not this Saturday, but next Saturday will be our men's Ironman breakfast. Uh, so we're going to get together at 830 uh, on the 12th of this month. And we'll get together at 830 and we will... Uh, have a breakfast together, we'll pray together, we'll open God's Word together, and uh, again, I think, I don't know if we have anybody to cook for that yet, but if all else fails, uh, pastor will cook for you, and it'll just be about 15 minutes late. Amen. So, uh, anyhow, I think that's all the announcements that I have for today. Have I missed anything? I don't believe I have. Okay, well, let's continue on. Uh, let's get our Bibles out. We're going to do our Bible reading, our scripture reading uh, for this evening. In Matthew chapter 5 is where we're going to be. Matthew chapter number 5 in verse number 27. Matthew, 20, or Matthew 5 verse 27. And if you would all stand with me for the reading of God's word this evening. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 27 is where we'll begin. And we're going to read responsively all the way down through verse number 32. Uh, meaning I will start in verse 27 and you all will read verse 28 with me and so on and so forth all the way down through verse number 22. That's Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 27. And again, we'll read responsively all the way down through verse number 32. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife... Let him give her a, written, a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Thank you. You may be seated. Let's get our hymn books back out one final time, and we'll turn to hymn number 185. Hymn number 185, When I Survey... The Wondrous Cross will sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 185, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. On the first, when I... Nope, didn't get that one right. <laughs> On the first, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died my richest gain I count but loss and for contempt second forbid it Lord that I should boast save in the death of Christ my God all the 
place them to his blood. On that last verse, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Amen. What a wonderful song that is when we truly begin to look at the cross and begin to look at uh, what Jesus has done for us, then uh, truly even our life, even this whole world, if all uh, of nature and all of the earth uh, were ours to give, it would not be enough. And I love the words of that song. It truly puts it into perspective. Amen. Okay, well, let's get our Bibles out. We'll turn back to Matthew chapter number 5, continuing on our study of the Sermon on the Mount. A wonderful study that we've been going through, and I've truly been enjoying uh, studying it myself. Uh, today, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 27. And uh, just a, two subjects here that I'd like to speak about today. This is what Jesus is doing here is he's giving us uh, some instruction. Uh, he's giving the, uh, his followers some discipleship, would, uh, my, if, if you would consider it uh, defined as that. Uh, or he's, just, he's really just telling them how they should live their lives and how they should do things and, and just certain aspects. So tonight, or the last few weeks, we've been speaking about a few different things. The first week... Uh, was on the Beatitudes, and we likened that to uh, a good uh, follower or a good disciple of Jesus. Um, and we spoke about a few weeks ago, we spoke about salt and light, uh, and about how we should uh, not lose the saltiness in our life, or not lose what it is that is making us effective in the ministry. And then, uh, of course, with our light, we should shine our light to the world, uh, continually shining our light, like that uh, song that we used to sing in Sunday school, right? This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. You know, that's how we're supposed to be. And I know it's a kid's song and we have fun with it, but that's true. We should shine our lights. Uh, but this week we're going to be speaking on uh, the biblical teachings of divorce and temptation. We're going to look at these two things. We're going to kind of uh, correlate them together this evening, uh, but we're going to look mostly tonight at temptation. We're going to look mostly at temptation, and it's something, uh, temptation is something that plagues, I believe, every living being on this earth. I truly believe it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Your pastor has to deal with it. The people in the pews have to peel, deal with it. It doesn't matter who you are. You have to deal with temptation in your life. And we're looking at a few things here uh, about that, but in Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse number 27... Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. There goes Jesus again. He's boiling it down for us, isn't he? Uh, he always does that. He said it uh, the last time. Last week we spoke about anger and forgiveness. And uh, he spoke about, you know, uh, thou shalt not kill. But then he boils it down even farther and covers even more for us to the point where even if we get angry, that's even still disobeying the law as well. Uh, but Jesus does it again here. Not just adultery, but even to look after somebody and to lust after them and to have that temptation to be able to, and, and to begin to go after that temptation. He says it's the same thing. He says it's, it's, it's in the same realm. Uh, verse 29, we'll continue to read here. It says here, and if the right, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. He really takes it far on this, doesn't he? Uh, what Jesus is teaching to his disciples here, uh, he's really drawing this out. Uh, he, he says not only is it wrong to be an adultery, but if you begin to have that temptation even, it's better for you to cut your hand off. It's better for you to pluck your eye out than to fall into that temptation. 
That's what it, that's really what it's boiling down to here. He's really given us an extreme version of this. I understand that. But what he's doing is he's trying to get his point across. That's what Jesus is doing here. He's telling him, he, he said, this is better for you. And we'll continue in verse number 31. It says here, it hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. We're going to uh, look at that a little bit later on. And uh, for sake of time, we might not quite get all the way there this evening. Uh, but we're, uh, there's a little bit more into that. We're going to dive back into the Old Testament, back into uh, Leviticus, I believe it is, and maybe into Deuteronomy a little bit, uh, going back to kind of uh, see a little bit about what Jesus is talking about here. Uh, but we'll start off with temptation. And as I said earlier, temptation is something that plagues each and every one of us. It's something that we all have to deal with in our life. Uh, you know, temptation uh, as an idea is not a new concept. It's not something that's new. Yet, still, temptation is something that ruins more ministries, it ends more marriages, and tears apart more families than anything else. When that temptation comes, if you're not ready and in the Word of God, then... If you begin to fall to temptation, that ruins so many things. It ruins so many of the good things that God has for you in your life. Uh, but let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get right into it uh, this evening. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you'd help us as we go through this. Uh, Lord, not uh, always a fun subject to speak about, or not something fun to always think about, Lord, but it's something that we need to be thinking about in our lives. And uh, Lord, I know it's something that I work on in my life, and I think everybody should work on in their lives, Lord. As we go through this life, there's so much temptation. There's so much that the devil throws at at us, uh, tries to get us to slip up, Lord, even just walking outside nowadays. Lord, the temptation is just right in front of our faces. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we go through this tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that we'd get uh, some truth from it tonight, and I pray that you'd help us uh, as we go through it, Lord. I pray that my words would not be heard this evening, Lord. Lord, but I pray that your words uh, would come through, Lord, and that your words would be uh, the words that are heard this evening, Lord. I pray that everything that we do would be to your honor and to your glory. In your name I pray, amen. So as I said earlier, temptation is not a new concept. We see it really on all honesty in the very first couple chapters of our Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, we actually read a little bit about this. Uh, what was it? On I believe it was uh, Sunday morning when I was speaking about what is your price? You know, when uh, uh, Adam and Eve were tempted with, with the price uh, of knowledge. They wanted that. And we see what happened to their lives. I'll read it for you here. Uh, and there's a, quite a bit of reading, so I might, just, I might skip around here. Uh, but we see here in verse number 1 of Genesis chapter 3, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Hey, Brother Jim, good to see you. That's okay. Verse number four, I'll continue here. It says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Uh, and I'll skip down here. Uh, of course, we know the story of how it goes. She eats of the fruit. Uh, let's skip down here, uh, and I'm going to come down to verse number nine. Uh, when God uh, comes down to see them, in verse number nine of Genesis chapter three, it says here, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Thereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat. Now, of course, we know the story about how God reprimands them for this. And then uh, we'll see here. Let's go uh, down to, let's see, verse number 14. We'll continue here. This is what God is about to say to the serpent. And then we'll read a little bit more about what God says to those uh, to Adam and Eve. So in verse number 14, it says here, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. 
And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. We see here the, the terrible cause and effect of what temptation really took, uh, the toll that it took on the first humans on this earth. That's why uh, what Jesus is talking about here, he, he's making it so extreme because he's seen and he understands what has gone on in the past when temptation arises. We think of Aaron. If you think about Aaron in the battle of, I believe it's the battle of Ur or Uz or something. I don't know. It's one of those Ur, two-letter words back in the, back in the uh, Old Testament. But they were during a battle. And what did Aaron do? He went into the tent and he saw the raiment that it was good and the, the gold and the silver and the wonderful things. And what did he do? He was tempted and he took it. And what happened? His family died because of it. They were all killed because of it. Temptation. Jesus knew what the temptation would do to their lives. So he was very adamant about temptation. He said, hey, I'm going to go so far as to say, you need to, if you have a problem with your eyes, just pluck them right out. If you have a problem with your hands, just cut them off because temptation will ruin your life if you allow it to go down that road. If you continue down that road of temptation. It's one thing that uh, young people are not taught anymore. To, to, to be careful of those things. Uh, you know, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. It's pushed on our children nowadays instead of being tried to be brought away from them. And look at what it does to our current generation. Look at what it's doing to our kids. Uh, look at what it's doing to their minds because they've been allowed to have the temptation and gone down the road of temptation instead of being drawn away from it, being brought into the scriptures instead of being turned away from that temptation. You know, these first people on earth were not exempt from this thing of temptation. Not just as none of us in this room are exempt from temptation. Temptation circumvents age, gender, race, creed, religion, and language. It does not matter who you are, doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, what position you have in the church. It doesn't matter uh, how into the Bible you are. Temptation still comes. Uh, the more you're in the Bible, the more able to get away from temptation. But that doesn't mean that temptation does not still come in front of your face. Now, we think of temptation oftentimes as uh, a sexual temptation. Now, it's not always that. Sometimes that temptation is, well, tonight I'm just going to sit on the couch instead of uh, going out and reading my Bible like I know I should. Sometimes temptation is, uh, well, I'm just not going to go to church today because I'm not feeling it. You know, I'm just, uh, I, I'm a little bit tired or I uh, had a long day at work or uh, I'm just, I'm just not all there tonight. So I'm just not going to go to church or maybe I just don't want to go to church. But that's what temptation is. And if we begin to go down that road of temptation, that's what Jesus is trying to give us here. He's trying to uh, admonish his disciples that if they begin to go down that road of temptation, that it's so bad that, that it'd be better for them to cut their hand off or to pluck their eye out. So we see two things here in the teaching of temptations. We see first thing is the problem of the eyes. Now this is something that I believe is probably more prevalent than any other uh, temptation. Something walks in, somebody walks in front of you, or something pops up on your phone, or some, uh, some commercial comes up on TV. I don't know about you, but I can't even watch TV anymore because of the, t the, the, the commercials. Just the commercials. It's not even the TV shows anymore. It's the commercials. I can't even watch it anymore. We have uh, streaming services now. And even that, it's hard because they, they put up these suggested shows that they want you to watch with some provocatively dressed woman on the front of it. And it's, it's hard, but temptation is so prevalent nowadays. And it's so much easier to accidentally catch a glimpse of something. But it's something that's so prevalent. Our eyes can get us into a lot of trouble. I don't know about you, but it's something I struggle, I've always struggled with. I think everybody struggles with it. I don't think anybody's exempt from it. I'm just being honest with you tonight. But our eyes can get us into a lot more trouble than we might think. 
what we look at affects what we think. What we think affects what we do. So then, uh, what we look at, in all honesty, down the road, affects what we do. We've got to be very careful about it. We've got to be very careful. That's why the Bible was saying here that it would be better for you to cut out your eye rather than for you to look at and linger at and continue to watch what you shouldn't. The Bible is very serious about that. In 1 John uh, 2, verses 15 through 17, It says here, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse number 16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. What's this passage of Scripture saying? There's going to be a certain amount of time. I'll say this, and this doesn't quite go into what I was uh, going for, but your temptation is not forever. We've only got so long to endure temptation on this earth before we get to go to our heavenly home. And what a wonderful time that's going to be when we don't have to worry about temptation anymore. Amen? I'm, I'm looking forward to that time because it's so difficult here on earth, and I understand that. It's not easy. It's not enjoyable sometimes to have to go through these temptations, but it's not going to be forever. Uh, it's, you know, it's saying here in verse number 17, And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. We need to be in our word. We need to be in the word of God. How is it, uh, you, want, you, you ask, how do we get out of this temptation? How do we flee from temptation? You get in this book right here. How, how do I get my uh, thoughts off of these, these things that uh, I never intended to look at them, uh, but they just popped up. How, how do I do that? Get in this book right here. Get on your knees. Beg God. I can't tell you how many times uh, maybe something's popped up on my phone, and, and I don't know. These things feel like they're more bad than good. I, I don't know about you, but uh, I feel like uh, there's a lot of good that they do, but I feel like there's more bad than good on these things. Now, it's good right now because Mrs. Harris is in the nursery, and I've got her on the phone so she can hear what's going on. But there's a lot of bad. Uh, our TVs, there's a lot of good that we can get from our TVs. Maybe there's uh, a little bit of rest and relaxation when we get to maybe sit down and, and put on a show or, or something. Uh, but there's a lot of bad on there. Same with our computers. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of uh, hate the person who invented these stupid things. There's so much bad on it, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to get on my knees and beg God and say, God, please get this image out of my head. I didn't mean to look at it. It just popped up on the TV or it popped up on the phone. But I tell you that God always helps. If I just get in his word, if I'll just get on my knees and say, God, please uh, put my thoughts back into this book. Put my thoughts back into where you want them to be. Lord, help me to flee from those things. Help me not to linger on those things. Temptation is serious. And, and that lust of the eyes is such a hard thing to overcome. But thankfully, in God's word, he helps us as we get into God's word. Uh, and as we get to focus on more spiritual things. The second thing we see here is the problem of the hands. There is a problem, a great problem with our world today. And that problem, I believe, is rooted in the desire of more. The desire of more. Everything's got to be bigger. Everything's got to be better. Everything's got to be, how can I get more money? And I believe that's a grand temptation in our world today. It's a great temptation for our young people uh, to instead of wanting to serve God with their life, instead of wanting to do what God wants them to do, uh, they instead want to go off to college and get their degree in whatever makes them the most money. And they just spend their whole lives with their hands out, reaching for more and grabbing for more instead of going into this book and finding out what does God want me to do with my life. Maybe it is. Maybe God does want you to go and get a lot of money so that you can help a church along uh, or so that you can help the ministry along or so that you can send some missionaries out into the foreign field. Maybe that's what God has for you. But it's such a prevalent thing nowadays uh, for young people and for children uh, to have dreams instead of uh, where once it was a dream uh, to 
be a pastor someday or to be a missionary someday. It's so prevalent in our children today to want to go get more. Why is that? Why is that? Because their parents have done the same thing. Either that or they watch it on TV. Again, that TV, it just, it's, it's more bad than good. Or they see, they see all the wealth that these people have. Uh, they think about, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this term before, but a crypto billionaire. You ever heard of that, a crypto billionaire? It's these people who invested into this uh, fake money thing it's a scam is what it is but they invested in this and they made a ton of money and kids look at that nowadays and and they say man that guy's got the cars he's got the women he's got the he's got the mansion he's, he's got everything he looks so happy but uh, how many of those have you heard of that have uh, committed suicide because uh, of all that they have yet they have no happiness that's what this world is going for. That's the temptation of more, uh, desiring to have more. Uh, we want to have more. We want to make more. Uh, bodybuilders want to be able to lift more. Everything's about more, isn't it? Uh, everything in our day and age is about more. The temptation of more in our lives can lead us into so much heartache. So much heartache. You think about uh, the, uh, the prevalent singers of nowadays that make hundreds of millions of dollars on their albums. Yet if you listen to their albums, there's much depression in what they're singing. It's all depression. They, uh, they're, they're so sad all the time. They're looking for more. Uh, they're trying to buy more cars, more houses, uh, more, more people to be around them. Yet they find no happiness because that temptation is empty. It's a bottomless pit of more. In Luke 12, verse number 13 through 21, uh, we hear about the rich man who just continually had more and more. I'll read it for you this evening. It says here uh, in Luke 12, verse number 13, it says, And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. I think that's a truth that our country and our world needs to get a hold of today. Your worth in this life is not based upon the amount of money that you have in your bank account, how many cars you have parked in your driveway, how many square foot your mansion is, how many acres that you live on. That's not what your worth is founded on. Your, your life is worth more than that. Your ministry is worth more than that. Uh, the God's plan for your life uh, has greater bearing than that. Yet our world still believes that the, uh, uh, the abundance of a man's life is, is his life, is, is everything. We'll continue on in verse number 16. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shalt those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth, treasure, layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This life is not to be consumed with wanting more and wanting to get more. I'll tell you this. Uh, Elon Musk is considered to be the richest person in the world. Pretty close to, either that or Jeff Bezos. But I'll tell you this. My salvation and my ministry and my walk with God and my relationship with the Almighty is worth more than all the money that you could possibly give me on this earth. Your salvation is worth more. You've got something, and I can't speak for those two men. I can't say whether they're saved or not. But you've got something that those men's money will never buy. It can't buy it. And you've got that. 
You don't have to worry about how much money you have. You don't have to worry about uh, what, is, uh, what you've got parked in your driveway. It doesn't matter. You've got life forever in heaven someday. This rich man uh, thought he was going to live the rest of his life uh, and was going to eat, drink, and be merry. What did God say to him, though? You fool. Tonight you're going to go burn in hell. What a sad thing. What a sad thing that is that there's so many uh, there today that are, are, are rich beyond any of our wildest dreams, yet their, their richness means nothing. That's the temptation of this world. That's the temptation that this world <coughs> is trying to push on our young people. It's even trying to push uh, on our older folks, on our middle-aged folks. They're trying to say, uh, you've got to have all this money uh, before you retire. You've got to have all this money. And you've got to have the right uh, uh, things here and there. And uh, if you don't have the right car, then, then you're not, not living right. And if your house isn't over 2,000 square foot, then I'm sorry. You're just not in the right place in your life. Uh, you don't know what's going on. You, you don't have your finger on the pulse. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But that's what they try to tell us. They try to tempt us with that. And so many Christians even will spend their lives uh, trying to get that almighty dollar. And they'll miss out on the wonderful blessings that God has for them. I don't know about you, but I'm more rich than I ever was. Smack dab in the center of God's will doing exactly what God wants me to do. I am more rich in my family. I am more rich in my church family. I've got more than I could ever imagine right in the center of God's will. Just because you might be up there in age does not mean that temptation no longer strikes you. Just because uh, you might not have uh, as much time left on this earth as you've already lived on this earth. That does not mean that these things can affect your walk with God. It can take so much time and so much energy and so much focus to try to uh, get these things that will lose sight of what God wants us to do. We'll lose sight of the blessings that God has for us in life. Sometimes I think, man, wouldn't it be just so wonderful if I just didn't have to worry about money anymore? You know, it's just it's something we all, we all think every once in a while, right? Wouldn't it just be nice if I could just go buy the car that I need? I don't have to buy a Lamborghini or anything, just the car I need. Wouldn't it be so nice if I could just uh, go buy the, the stuff I need for my house that I need? I'm not trying to buy gold chandeliers or nothing, just what I need. I think that sometimes, and I think, well, if I had all the money that I needed, I would never get the wonderful blessing of God giving me something. It would never mean anything to me. Uh, when God gives me a blessing, now it's like, woohoo, God's giving me a blessing. But if I've got all, that I, all, all the money that I'd ever want, when God gives me that, that maybe little blessing... Then it's, oh, okay, well, I've already got all that I need, or I've already got all that I want, you know. I've got all the money that I need. I can buy, go buy whatever I want. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'd miss out on those wonderful blessings. I'm so, uh, I wouldn't say I'm grateful that God has made me a, a not very rich man, or a not very monetarily rich man, but I'm grateful for every blessing that God gives me. And every blessing means more than ever because I know that it's given to me by God. It's not something that I'm doing. It's not something that I'm giving myself. That temptation of the hands, wanting more. The temptation of the eyes, that's that lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life. These things, uh, if we're not careful, if we're not in the word of God, if we're not continuing day and night in God's word, these things will overtake us. These things will overtake us. When that image pops up on the TV, when that thing scrolls across your phone screen while you're scrolling on Facebook, 
if you're not rooted and grounded in this Bible, if you're not continually in conversation with the Almighty, those things can very easily cause you to stray, can cause you to turn away from God's path for you, can cause you to lose out on a blessing that God's got for you. We must be rooted and grounded in this Bible. If we are, then we'll realize that nothing on this earth is worth anything. That my life is, is but a vapor. I don't have long on this life. We'll realize these things. I know we didn't get into the, the other aspect of our, our message this evening, but this thing of temptation is very important. We must be strong. We must stay in God's word. If I can get anything across to you tonight, even if you didn't hear anything else that I said, hear this. Get in God's Word. Love God's Word. Love reading God's Word. Love studying God's Word. And grow your prayer life. You might not be able to get on your knees, but that's okay. I can tell you probably the most wonderful times of prayer that I have are sitting in the front seat of the car on my way to work every morning. Now, some mornings, uh, like last week, uh, Thursday and Friday last week, I'll tell you, and I'm just going to be completely honest with you, I forgot to have my prayer time in the morning on my way to work. And I got to work, and everything just was making me upset. Everything. I was doing the same stuff I had done four days ago. I was still weed whacking. I was still going to the same areas. I was doing all the same stuff, but it was making me upset for some reason. And I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. I was texting Mrs. Harris like, I, I, I'm, having, I'm struggling today. Can you pray for me? And then I realized I didn't even pray for myself this morning. I didn't get my prayer time this morning. And then you know what I did the next day? I forgot it again. <laughs> That's we're human, aren't we? And you know what the same thing happened on Friday? Everything was, was upsetting me. Everything was, 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 was just get, getting to me. And then I realized about 8 o'clock in the morning, I was like, I forgot to pray again this morning. So I stopped. I stopped right there and I prayed. It wasn't a lengthy prayer. It was maybe a minute. But I prayed. I got a hold of God that day. And I wasn't going to say, the re I can't say that the rest of the day was easy. It's weed whacking. Come on, it's everybody's least favorite chore. But still, the day was better. Where was my mind? Instead of being on the problems... It was on God. Instead of being on the temptation of being mad, it was on God. Then when the, the music was in my ears, I, I always have my headphones in. I'm always listening to music. And this time when the music was in my ears, instead of being like, man, this is the same song I've listened to 25 times. Uh, can I not get a different song to listen to? I was singing right along with it. I was praising God. I was excited about the song I was listening to. I listened to it 30 times before. But what was I doing? Instead of focusing on my problems, instead of focusing on the temptation of being upset, I was focusing on God. Focusing on God changes your perspective of everything. It's a wonderful thing. Get into this book. I'm not going to say you're not going to go through temptation. We all go through it. Every one of us. But get in this book. Get on your knees. Pray. Get a relationship with God. It'll be much easier to stay on the right track while that temptation comes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you. Lord, for our service tonight, Lord, thank you for what you've given to us and all that you've done for us. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help each and every one of us as we all deal with this thing of temptation in our lives. Lord, we all have to, Lord, go through this life together. Lord, this thing of temptation is always something that beats down on us and uh, continually wears us down. Lord, I pray that you'd help each and every one of us as we've gone through these things tonight, Lord, and as we've uh, looked at some truths from your word, Lord. I pray that we'd all uh, be ready and, and ready to open up your word and ready to get our relationship back on the track with you, Lord, to where when those temptation comes, Lord, we can stay on the path that you want for us to be on. Lord, we need you desperately, Lord. We know that we can't get through the temptations that we go through without you, Lord. I pray that you'd help each and every one of us. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, let's go get our... Um, prayer lists out together this evening.
everybody has their prayer list. If you don't have a prayer list, we do have those on the back counter. If anybody needs a prayer list, would you please raise your hand if you don't have one? Miss Paula needs one back there. Anybody else need a prayer list? Brother Jim needs one up here. Thank you, Miss Marge. I appreciate that. Does anybody else need a prayer list? Just raise your hand. Anybody else? Does anybody need an updated prayer list? Does anybody have an outdated prayer list that, that you need an updated one? Okay, Brother brother, um, yeah, brother Ray and Miss Edie need an updated one. Brother Jim. Does anybody else need a prayer list this, this evening? Okay. Do we have more of our missionary prayer lists printed off? Okay. Oh, wonderful. Does anybody need one of our missionary prayer lists? Yes, right back here. Anybody else? Anybody else not have the, the missionary bookmark? Uh, Miss Paula needs one. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay, good. We all have them. Uh, let's go through our prayer list together real quick. I'll give you guys the quick updates. If we need it, if we um, we'll have a moment here in just a second to add some new prayer requests. I'm always losing my pencil. I can never seem to ha find that. Okay, so we do have a few updates here. We want to remember uh, we're so grateful. I know we have uh, Brother Ray and Miss Edie on here. So grateful to have uh, what a wonderful answer to prayer this is and to have Brother Ray and Miss Edie here with us. And uh, we're still continuing to pray that the doctors have wisdom uh, with different medications and things like that. We want to make sure uh, we're, we're praying for that. Continue to pray for that, please. Uh, continue to pray for Miss Cheryl Ray. Uh, that's, this is a former co-worker of Miss Marge, and uh, pray for her that she'd be able to find salvation, uh, that we'd be able to uh, somehow be able to, uh, to present that to her. Uh, maybe I'll get a chance, if she'd be uh, open to it, maybe I'll get a chance to go by and visit her sometime, and I'll be able to present that to her. But she needs salvation, but also she has lung cancer, and uh, that's a terrible thing to go through, but uh, you know she's been a smoker her whole life, and that's you know one of the, one of the effects of, of smoking is that and uh, Natasha's just banging away isn't she <laughs> that's okay uh, but keep them in your prayer and I did actually have some correspondence with uh, Miss Sherry Rich's son uh, I uh, I think I had posted something on Facebook and then he was messaging me and uh, if you remember he was here for uh, the ordination services uh, he and his family are in um, what is it Uganda no not Uganda Africa it's, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, brother, brother, what was that? No, no, it's not in Jamaica. It's in Africa. I just can't remember the city in Africa. It's not Uganda. Zambia. It's Zambia, Africa. So they are in Zambia, Africa right now. Keep them in your prayers uh, as they are going to be traveling. But I did get to hear from him, and uh, he was excited to see about how everything's going here at the church and seeing our great group that came out for Super Saturday Soul Winning. What a wonderful thing that was. So we got to uh, message back and forth a little bit there. But uh, keep him and his family in our prayers, as well as keep Miss Sherry Rich in your prayers. Uh, I know she's kind of been uh, one week here, one week not, with her back and shoulder problems. It's just been very difficult. Keep her in your prayers, please. Um, of course, as well, keep uh, Miss Jerry Loomis in your prayers, uh, as, of course, her husband, Mark, has passed away. Uh, I think it's been almost two weeks now. It's been almost two weeks since uh, Brother Mark passed away. Let's keep her in our prayers as well. Uh, and, of course, pray for our ladies' Bible studies. Those are wonderful times, and I'm excited about what's going on. I believe we've got uh, this Thursday, we've got uh, our regular ladies' uh, Bible study, and then I believe our next meeting is going to be uh, what is it, the third Saturday of this month, correct? So third, is it third? I believe it's third. I, I don't know. Anyhow, we'll have more announcements coming up soon about that, but uh, that'll be a wonderful time together. Uh, and then, let's see, we have a few here. Do we have anything to add to the prayer list? Well, the third Thursday of our Ladies Fellowship, and we're going to have Mr. Charity, and we'll do our speaker for that. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, let's see, anything else to add to the prayer list this evening? Any other prayer requests? Okay. Oh, no, oh, no. We'll keep. Let's add that to Miss Ida.
Any other prayer requests this evening that we'd like to add? Yes, traveling. Anything else to add? Okay, if there's nothing else to add, then for sake of time, I'll bring these to the Lord in prayer. If you guys will all just pray along with me as we go through these. And uh, we'll go through these this evening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this list. Lord, I pray that you would be uh, with each and every one of these on the list this evening. Lord, I know we have, uh, it's a full list today, Lord. I know uh, I've got it full and got notes on the sidelines and things, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be with each and every one of these prayer requests this evening. Lord, I pray that you'd be, uh, Lord, continue to be with Brother Ray and Miss Edie. Lord, it's so wonderful to have them in church this evening. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd just put a special blessing on them. Thank you, uh, Lord, for giving them the strength to come this evening. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd continue to be with them as the doc get, and you'd give the doctor wisdom uh, as he's working on medication and things like that. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd also be with Miss Cheryl Ray, Lord, as, uh, Lord, she has lung cancer. Lord, what a difficult thing that is. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'd just be with her salvation. Lord, I know she needs it. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd just give us an opportunity that we'd be able to uh, present that to her. And, Lord, uh, maybe in her current situation, Lord, she'd be open and willing uh, to accept that wonderful gift. Lord, I pray that you'd give us that opportunity. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd be with Brother Adam Rich, uh, Lord, Miss Sherry Rich's son, as they're uh, in Zambia right now, Lord, just for, I believe, one more week. Lord, I pray that you'd keep uh, them safe, keep, keep them safe as they're uh, out and about there and Lord also keep them safe as they're traveling back uh, to Canada Lord uh, to preach uh, and to be in the ministry there uh, Lord I pray also that you'd be with Miss Jerry uh, Lord as her husband Mark has just recently passed away such a difficult time uh, for her and also their whole family Lord I pray to be with Brother John uh, Lord I pray to be with Brother Dave Lord I pray to be with their whole family Lord such a difficult time I pray that you be with them. Put your hand of comfort on them. And Lord, I pray that you be with our ladies' Bible studies as, Lord, we're, we're doing some, uh, Lord, switching up and some, uh, some different things, Lord, but I'm excited about it, Lord, and I know our ladies are excited about it. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just uh, give us a wonderful group of ladies to start coming out to these, uh, Lord, as we have uh, different... Uh, different times, Lord, and different days, Lord, and a wonderful, wonderful thing uh, to have the ladies together. Lord, I pray that you'd also be with with our men's meetings, Lord. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you would just give us a good spirit, Lord. You've uh, blessed us each time that we've uh, met together. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just continue that. I pray that you'd continue to uh, allow us to open up to each other and uh, and share things and open up God's word together, Lord. I pray that you just uh, help us as we do that, Lord. So many requests here, Lord. I, I know uh, a new one is Miss Ida, Lord, uh, as she's got some swelling, Lord, and, and just some concerns there. I pray that you be with her. Uh, Lord, she's such a wonderful part of our church, and we love her so much, Lord. We're so thankful for her. Lord, I pray that you be with her. Lord, also be with uh, Brother Allen and Miss Gina. I pray that you be with them. Give them traveling mercies as they're heading to Michigan uh, for some camp camping. Lord, I pray that you give them good rest and relaxation. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you give them some time just to get alone with nature and get alone with you, Lord, uh, during that time, Lord. We're so grateful for them. Lord, I pray that you give them a wonderful time, Lord. Uh, many, many requests on this list, Lord. I also think of uh, Miss Zerona, Lord, as uh, she does have cancer, but uh, we're praising you that they caught it early, Lord. I pray that you just give the doctors wisdom through all of that. Uh, Lord, so many, uh, so many requests here, Lord. I know that you know them all. Uh, Lord, we pray that you be with all of them. Of course, be with our missionaries, Lord. I pray that you also be, uh, Lord, with the Prater family. We just read their, uh, their prayer, um, their update letter today, Lord. I pray that you just be with them, Lord. Many things going on, Lord. Give them safety as they come back stateside to have some furlough. Uh, Lord, give them the finances as well to be able to buy that larger vehicle uh, down in the, uh, over in the Dominican Republic, Lord. I pray that you just continue to grow their ministry, Lord, as they're uh, looking to start a new church. Lord, I pray that you just let that go well, Lord. Uh, Lord, uh, I pray that uh, maybe there'd be a time for an opportunity that we'd maybe be able to go up there and visit them and maybe help out there. Uh, Lord, give us an opportunity to do that, Lord. We need you. We love you. Please be with all of our missionaries, Lord. Be with our church, Lord. We need you desperately. Lord, keep us safe as we go home from this place today, Lord. Bring the ladies back safely uh, tomorrow. Uh, Lord, bring us all back safely uh, this coming Sunday morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you all for being with us this evening. You are dismissed.